Five wins in 20, pathetic performances, but listen, we're away at Florence, so who really cares, eh? My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined this week by Just Hammy and Parry. Together, we are a very broken hearts club band. Yes, uh, less podcast members than there is hearts defenders at this stage. <laughs> um, everyone's uh, I think Cameron and Simon are just panicking kind of just realised they're away into the frantically um, packing at last minute <laughs> and how long does it take you to chuck three hearts tops in a rucksack <laughs> <laughs> there are the same amount of us on this podcast tonight as there are have been left backs playing for us in the last few games <laughs> very true um and I could, I was going to say something. There's the same amount of people as wins or something. No, we've not had three wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't add up. Um, but yeah, what, lots to get through on this podcast. Uh, we were unable to record last week due to circumstances at Ford Official Headquarters. Um, but yeah, what, lots of excitement. I was going to say in all the spare rooms, um, studios, Hammy, but it's just me and you <laughs> since Barry's not coming. <laughs> Lawrence. How are you feeling? You buzzing? I'm absolutely I couldn't even give a fuck about the game at this point. Um yeah. it's been a disappointing three games that we're gonna talk about, but I'm just looking forward to seeing my mates and I for a wee sing song with other hearts fans and yeah. just it'll just be a good trip, I'm sure. What like I say is I'm a bit still a bit annoyed that the that we didn't get tickets um in the away end. But such is life. I'm a part-time fan, so I don't deserve a ticket. Exactly. Sh- shut your mouth and know your role. <laughs> um, I wasn't. I went to get money earlier. Just a wee, just a wee eighty euros, just in case we end up in some sketchy pub that doesn't accept card. I've got it covered for a round or two. Um, <laughs> then bank transfers, obviously, they didn't come free. But there was a, a jambo in front of me in the queue getting his money. He was flying over tomorrow and uh, all the staff were saying in the currency place that half half Edinburgh I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> How many thousand jinks actually going? I think basing it on the Evertrust where the jambo's kickback, it seems to be around about, people are are, are saying it's going to be around about 4,000. Yeah. Um. How many tickets did we get? 2,300 or something. Yeah. And, and then all both was sold out. And then MAE. Aye. So, uh, yeah, I think 4,000 is probably close to what it'll be. It's a lot. Anyway. Yeah. That's going to be amazing, eh? It's going to be <laughs> It's a lot more than this shite club deserves. <laughs> I don't want to tell me, but we'll just think if we get humiliated. Well, well, we'll come on to it. We'll come on to it at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, before we even get to those Hearts games, I just wanted to to wrap up um, some of the Scotland stuff because we've been our Euro twenty twenty four qualifying group has been drawn uh, since the last recording. Uh, Spain were the, the pot one team. That's a Syrian. Uh, we were the 
we are the tin pot pot two team. Um, big big Haaland and the boys pot three Norway. Um, pot four are another Israel like bogey team in Georgia, and uh, Cyprus in pot five as well. Nice. <laughs> banter in there. I think like for that draw, we really couldn't have done a whole lot worse. Um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's, you go into it being pot two, thinking, yeah, it's got a real chance, and then that draw comes out, like, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right. hope there's nobody tuning in tonight one on a positive podcast, because I'll <laughs> 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 we'll get it. Well, positive about going for a nice wee drink in Italy, but that's about it. I, I don't know if uh, I'm drinking again after Saturday. No, I'm mildly hungover as well, so... <laughs> Jumping on the happy train with uh, Paddy. <laughs> I like that. I was like, you just couldn't wait till Florence. He's had another big night out. <laughs> 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 Never surprises me. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a tough group to get out. Norway are going to be pushing for a second. You, you think? Oh, they, they, yeah, I don't know. They can be a weird team. Yeah. Georgia's got a slip up away from home. So could. Uh, Cyprus away from home potentially. So, all right, scary stuff. Um, <clears throat> on the last podcast, which feels like a lifetime ago, I speculated over how many caps Craig Gordon would need to pip Jim Layton for the second most capped Scotland player ever. So he's on 72 now, but he'll get eight caps, providing he uh, picks up some level of form. I, I think he now needs a miracle for anything to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he would get eight games through that qualifying group because it's a five-team group. Um, through the playoff games, the separate playoff games, that's another two. And then if we get into the Euros, he would play another three. So that'd be 13 more appearances. Um, but he actually needs to get 19 to surpass Jim Leighton. So it's looking short because even if all that happens, he's going to be retired. No, because we're winning the Euros. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Do you want to do a, a buy or sell money bet? <laughs> That's not my section. <laughs> I'm here for the negativity and the stupid comments. That's me. Ideal. That's your role. Um, but yeah, disappointing. I'm sure Craig will try and do it somehow. Um, John Sewer's injured until next year. Oh, no. It's like he never actually joined Rangers, eh? <laughs> um, <clears throat> lead recruitment analyst George Brown has left the hearts and he's went on his jollies to Monterey in Mexico. Fair play, Tom. Fair play. Yeah. Good for him. Big club over there. They've got a lot of money behind them. So, aye, some, some change to the system than that. Um, only one piece of transfer news, and that is that Arnold Jum is training with Dundee United. Uh, he'll know Liam Fox well. They crossed over uh, at both their times at Hearts. Take him back at Hearts, Paddy, 33. I don't know. Um, I probably, because uh, the new boy in central midfield, and I'm sure you'll get that onto this, Jarvie, this has been your bugbear for the last two weeks, but hasn't looked great so far. Kill shite, I. <laughs> so I mean, I. But it's not going to happen. 
Also, no. what is this fucking like connection with Dundee United? They always seem to get Mark DeVries played for them. Fucking mm-hmm. Nielsen managed them. Why do we have a connection with them? Mm. Shankland, Scatchel going the other way. Anyway. It's like a, a diet hearts. Aye. Of all the things wrong with hearts at the moment, that's not a thing. So I just wanted mm. to get it off my chest. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> um Injury news going into Florentina on Thursday. It's looking, like, it's looking like Michael Smith and Andy Halliday will be back for it. Oh, um, Smith went off against um, Fiorentina at home and Halliday limped off at the weekend there against Kelly. But they're both expected to be back and fit for Thursday. We need all the bodies we can get. Nielsen's um, suspended, of course, so the only centre-back we had is yeah. available. Exactly. Um, so it's going to have to be, but we'll come on to it. Michael Smith's going to, he's going to have to play. <laughs> Which, from what I've been hearing, maybe not be a great thing. Yeah, well, better that than fucking Toby Subic. So, um, but again, well, one thing at a time. Um, and no Craig Halka, it's pretty much confirmed that he's not making a return over in Florence. It's good that we rushed him back to then injure him even worse. I know. He's been rushed back twice now, hasn't he? From uh, this initial injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember all the hope and optimism at, at Zurich. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, he's been there for ages now. When you think about it, like going. Yeah, that's, that's well over what a month and a half. I can't even remember. Time just goes by. <laughs> Um, far too many games of football as well. Far too many games of football. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, all the focus has been on actual football in recent times, so let's just get on to it, shall we? Um, and we'll make this one brief because it's d- depressing as fuck. Um, all of this is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, we'll, we'll find glimmers of hope in there somewhere, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Hearts Rangers, a 4-0 defeat. Um, so we were we were two 0 down before Cammy Devlin's moment of madness red card on the 39th minute. Um, Rangers went on to score another two. Who? What's the blame here? Um, was it the red card? We were already miles off the game. Um, you can't really even blame injuries for that result either. So we had a quite a strong back four, which was an actual back four with Smith, Nielsen, Kingsley, Cochran. I we just think we didn't turn up at all. You know, losing that early goal absolutely kills you. And I know we can, you know, say playing with ten men is always going to be difficult, but we were never in it, in my opinion. We actually, I, I think it's different because we we actually seemed to play some nice football at times. We're passing the ball quite well, but it wasn't amounting to much, if anything. And Rangers just looked like they could score anything they went forward. To be honest with you. Um, it's silly for Devlin. I don't think he's meant to stamp on him as such. He's just went in really badly and, and he has stamped on him. So you can't, I don't think you can argue with the red card as well. well I, think, but, I think we can all agree that's a red card. If it was yeah. the other way round, you'd be bought in a 10 match ban. Paddy, <laughs> <laughs> if it was the other way around, the Rangers player wouldn't have been saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but it definitely is. It was a quite a strange kind of friendly one afterwards, like angrily angry Rangers players, but then it was all very hands up. Didn't mean to stomp on his leg, and even Gio taking him aside and saying, "You're better than that." Then you've done that today and all that <laughs> stuff. Fuck off for that. Eh? Uh, <laughs> enough of that. Rush of the blood to the heat. We Aye, we were never in it. Should be Robbie Nielsen's new model. <laughs> we play that we're yeah yeah uh he's uh he's really he's really shot at last couple of games it's a, a critical time um <clears throat> the next week as well it's huge but again we'll, we'll come on to it all one one bad game at a time please um can, yeah. can what i hated as well dutch what? rangers bastards right they fucking swap sides. I hate it when teams do oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. And we, I, honestly, I think we're always poorer when that happens. Um, right. So that's that was actually probably why we lost. Mm-hmm. Aye, that was it. <laughs> that was it. That's how you unlock a football team that doesn't attack ever. Um, Balls in the box, yeah. man. Well, on that game, at home, and I mean, normally... Even when we've been in some of our, our worst patches of form, well, I mean, we were very good at home last season, obviously. Um, championship before that, and previous to that was Stendhal, where we beat Rangers twice at Tyne Castle. Bring him um, back. Under Stendhal. So, you know, you kind of go into these Rangers games at Tyne Castle optimistic. Um, and, and generally, not to say we, we have them on the back foot, but we go for it. But we just didn't. That time, that was pathetic. Okay. That's the kind of performance you'd see at Ibrox. Um, Aye. That's a good way to put it, actually. The way that we set up for that game was very much like we were the away team there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had nothing going forward, and nothing, nothing at the back as well. Um, saying that in mid- and the midfield, actually, we had nothing in general. But yeah, it was a very, very negative way to set up. And I was, like you said, I was very optimistic, actually, especially with Rangers previous mm-hmm. games after getting, you know, yeah. properly humped. But as it seems to be, if a team really needs a win, come mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, so. <laughs> that international break really did come at the worst time for us after the, the drubbing with Motherwell. Um, yeah, to then have a break and lose momentum. and Because, yeah, Rangers would have been, those heads were dropped, fans were raging for one reason or another as well. But yeah. Oh, terrible, and that one was just what they needed. Uh, we had seven shots, only one on target at home <laughs> against anyone. It's fucking rotten. Uh, 34% possession. <laughs> <sighs> but don't worry, we went on to play Fiorentina. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, going into this one, there was a a huge, huge thing about um, the kind of stadium and the fans playing their part going into it. There was a drummer, uh, the poor lad, making his European debut. No pressure at all. Um, <laughs> and before kickoff, I'm not sure, did you see the march, Hammy? Did you... I saw the uh, the tail end of it. I had them from... for a while. Yeah. Um, they were very loud, very vocal. There was a lot of them. looked great. Um, certainly got me pumped up for it going into the mm-hmm. game. What a, what a great five minutes it was. 
Yeah, I was about to say, so what did you make of the build-up and the first four minutes of the game? <laughs> it was. I actually thought the atmosphere was building. My bits, um, it's quite quiet. There's a lot of, sort of older older gentlemen and, and kids and things. It's not the most rowdy, but even... Even, and I say that, we were like right in front of the drum, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a mixed, right. mixed bag. But the drum was was good. It was it seemed to be getting everyone in there. And then it just it died after the after the first goal. And you just sort of, you knew what was coming after, especially after the Rangers game. And it's pretty much the exact same happened. And the atmosphere just gets sucked out of it. And I, and I think a lot of the issues with our atmosphere, I get that, you know, you know, people, we need a singing section and all that sort of stuff. I think it's very much a two-way street with what happens on the pitch. If we're not playing well, which we aren't, mm-hmm. I can't be arsed with it. Yeah. You sort of get that. Um, so, yeah, after after five minutes, it was just... The drummer tried, but... Mm-hmm. Nah, it's a stankless task. But fair play to them well, for anyway for getting it going. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what can you do after conceding after four minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about like when when things were absolutely quality under Levine, um, the Ollie Lee time. And remember how absolutely bouncing things were then. That was like Ollie Lee, Lafferty, Naismith, um, the drummer, and all the songs and and chanting. You just uh, we're miles away for that now. Like, I I know what you mean. It's it's just different, especially at the moment. Now it's I don't know there's a there's a weird feeling going around hearts mm. and I think it's it's only going to get worse <laughs> before it gets better. <laughs> yeah, oh, I it's uh, a huge two games coming up. Um, now disappointed Cameron um, was apparently too busy not to make this podcast this evening because listeners you will know fine well that Cameron slates the drummers. Hates a drum at Tyne Castle. So Cameron's what, like a section over and then like half a stand down kind of thing from the drum. Yep. Well, listeners, I saw Cameron doing the Viking clap along with the drum. <laughs> he's, he's a turncoat. So get it up him. Either talk shite or he was very drunk. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. I saw you there, Cameron, from the, the Wheatfield shade. I was watching you. There's no point in you saying that. He's not listening back to this. No, he doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <clears throat> um, but yeah, first half was um, wasn't great at all. 2-0 uh, up at halftime. And then just with, well, at halftime, I, I don't think there was anyone that thought we were realistically going to come back into <laughs> Bring back two goals or something. Oh no! That, given the fact they should have scored about ten in the first half, I don't yeah. think I think that. at that point it was more about just keeping it respectable. Um, yeah. And then on the the forty eighth minute, uh, Lewis Nielsen was shown a red. Ah, just what we need. <laughs> yeah. And in, in my opinion, I mean, the referees gave that as a red card because. He is um, pulling his shirt outside the box. It's a denying an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. But the attacker's got to be not in possession of the ball, but going to be in possession of the ball to get that shot away, for it to be a goal-scoring opportunity. And he wasn't. 
the ball was just about in Craig Gordon's hands. Yeah. That's a yellow for me. It's still, like, Nielsen will learn as well. He's a good player, but it was just a youthful thing to do. Mm -hmm. A more experienced centre-back's no touching him. So, yeah. Um, I I understand what you're saying, but I also understand the fact it's a red card. I think nine times out of ten, that's given, going to be given as a red card as well. It's going to be seen as a goal-scoring opportunity, so they're going to give it as a red card. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I'm, that's my view on it, because I've seen replays. I appreciate that the referees had to make, make that decision, a blink of an eye. But I do think the officials were terrible on the day. Um, they were getting some some of their offside calls were fucking like the players were like yards on, and then for Fiorentina yards off. Um, some seriously shocking stuff in there. Like, uh, they were they were very Scottish. The referees, oh, <laughs> yeah, I felt felt right at home. Did the, <laughs> their keeper know, like quite near the start, touched the ball outside the box as well. I'm sure. Oh, I yeah. Uh, same happened <laughs> in the Kelly game. Um, that was well, close, so, yeah. twice in two weeks, but yeah, I, I agree with you. some of the some of the shouts were a, a bit off. I hmm. the bigger problem though throughout all of this, and I spoke to Hammy about this before we started, is the fact that for the second goal, their player had all the time in the world that he needed to set himself to go for a volley. Nobody near him. And he was mm-hmm. in our eighteen yard box. Like nobody near him. I watched the I watched the highlights back again just before we got. I could not be, I still can't believe how much time and space he had to hit that ball. Yeah. Like who who was on him? Because it didn't look like anybody was on him. And he was in our penalty area. It was Cochrane to start off with, but he just just he doesn't follow the run, but you know, at that sort of point in the box. You need you need a harsh player to be putting his body on the line, putting himself in front of it, and we just don't have that at the moment. We've lost Halkett and, and Rolls, and you know I think Nielsen and Kings are great players, but both of them at the back is is shaky as fuck. Yeah, um, it's not, it's no one's bread and butter that's in the team. Landon centre back, yeah. I mean, just I mean, I'm just saying we probably should have signed another one. I mean, it was glaringly obvious even before Halkett and Rose went down with an injury that we needed some backup there. And uh, it's coming back to haunt us a bit. You're absolutely right. We were one one short. The thing is, Nielsen even said it himself. He said we needed a centre back. You know, he's if he's not got what he's asked for, then that goes to Joe Savage. But you know, we are seriously dropping points all over the place and. You know, not not to say we were ever going to get second in Europe realistically, but pretty much one foot in the grave of being out, out of Europe. And you've got to think, if we had another centre-back through this whole period, how differently things would be. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying in Europe. Our group's quite tough. But I'd also quite like, like I don't mind losing. Well, I do mind losing, but I would rather be lost and the players put a bit of effort in as well instead of what this is. It's just so bad yeah. at the moment. They're not playing for the shot. Yeah, that's a separate issue. Um, and I think it's a very serious one. Where you've got to question how mo- motivated the players are. Yeah, just now. Exactly. And that comes from the manager. And I know there's loads of pe- fans out there. And I, wa- I, s- I look at Hearts Twitter all the time. It's an absolute cesspit of folk fighting each other. They're either Nielsen in or Nielsen out. But at the moment, he's not getting any tune out of his players. And that is on him. 
whether you're Nielsen in or yeah. Nielsen out, you cannot deny that. We've just drawn with a bottom of the table Kilmarnock team and they looked like they should have beaten us by a country mile. Mm. Anyway. No, no, you're right, Pat. I mean, the manager 100% has to answer for a team that's not motivated. Um, then you throw in some rage technical tactical decisions, like how negatively we were set up against Rangers and Fiorentina. Like, what did we have to lose? How can you not motivate a Hearts team? This would have been the biggest game of everyone on that pitch's life for Hearts. Maybe take out Andy Halliday. He's had some <laughs> some big games and for the Rangers, I'm sure, in his head. Craig Gordon internationally, um, trying to think. Michael Smith, you know, international player. But that is the biggest game of the career for most people in that park, and you can motivate them. He set us up negatively at home. It's got and a then, lot to answer for. Yeah, exactly. And then and then fans are moaning all why are the fans why are the fans not getting behind the team? Well, <laughs> because it's shit. How can you yeah. get behind this? Mm-hmm. I know fans is a two-way street, but you need to see something on the pitch as well yeah. if you're going to get behind a team. Like, mm-hmm. And there is nothing at the moment. It's awful. It is actually awful. And I think it's a lot more serious than a lot of people think it is as well because this, the club seems a bit rotten to the core at the moment. <laughs> well, put it in an even bigger context, right? <clears throat> All of last season... It was, we're going to finish third, we're going to be in Europe. Incredible. Whole year you play to get in Europe. And in the end, oh, a lot most Hearts fans, all you get to see for that is three games at yeah. Tencastle, you know, because so many people aren't going to go away to Florence, etc. And plus the Zurich game, the qualifying game. Four games, that's it. Whole season, that's what you work for, because we're never going to finish first and second. Definitely not under Nielsen. Um so that's it. You get four games, and then Nielsen doesn't even go and try and fucking win. Yeah, it's just I was thinking about this earlier. What is the point in even being in these European competitions if you're not going to try and at least compete? And I exactly. get, I get our budget isn't even close to some of these teams, but mm-hmm. you've seen smaller clubs do well in Europe before. Yeah, RFS got a draw in the Champions. And they got a draw with Istanbul. Exactly. They've, they, they've taken exactly. points with them. So I, I, I get the wage, I, I get the money in the wage, I, and I, I completely understand that a team with a higher, you know, well, they have players that are linked for 20, 30 million quid. They're obviously going to be better, but mm. that, that doesn't affect the, the effort. No, exactly. Um, and and we, we, were, we were very short of that. And you, you can do a lot with just effort. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not necessarily win. I, mean, I would have been happier with a, a 6-1 drubbing if you saw that the players had played their hearts out on the night and we'd really pressed them, but we were outskilled by far superior opponents. Yeah, but That was not the case at all. Yeah, exactly. And what you're saying there, you're, you're fine with that because you're, you are outplayed by outskilled, mm-hmm. uh, far superior opponents. But we weren't outplayed by far superior opponents. We let them outplay us because there was exactly. no effort. Yeah. And I know you know, Nielsen, there's a hundred things Nielsen can blame. Injuries, lack of squad size, etc. And he will. Yeah, and he has. But you know what pissed me off the most about that, right? 
So after the game, they said they had they asked him, well, you know, Robbie, what did you make of that then? And he, he laughed and he said, well, you know, it's not like that. That wasn't like a League Cup game. We got fucking beat by Kilmarnock in the League Cup. <laughs> Short memory. You got beat there too, mate. Um, but on on that, yeah. So two and a half time. Red card, forty eighth minute. Um, goal from Jovic on the seventy ninth minute. Um, I elite level opposition in times. I mean, you look you look at those players, and you, that's where you kind of realise like how fit they are. They all looked like athletes. You know what I mean? There was no one that's like, oh, that's a, that's a tiny wee guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy's, um, you know, got a good left foot, but he can't run. You know, like I kind of banned the misfits, but kind of have it at heart. So they were just a team of elite athletes. Um, and you know what I've noticed as well? After the games, Istanbul and Fiorentina, they stay on the pitch. Even the subs that come on run and do drills for about fucking half an hour after the games. <laughs> Couldn't you see the Hearts players get in the tunnel quick enough? <laughs> Things are just different at this level. Um, but aye, it's, it's just the lack of effort that kills you. Uh, so, Keel. Keel Zoglu has received pelters for his performances thus far, which I would agree with. <laughs> Which I would agree with. No, he is getting better. See, he looks fucking, he's an absolute huddy, in my opinion. I'm happy to say that. He really pisses me off. He spends more time, especially in this the Fiorentina game, pointing at the other midfielders and defenders, telling them where to go. Oh, he just walks a bit. <laughs> um, he tried desperately to foul someone. You know, and he got eventually did get booked. I think it was what 70 odd minutes into the game. He kind of strangled someone from behind to get a booking. <laughs> I um, mean, couldn't, he get, couldn't he get near them to make to make a tackle? Never mind the foul. Um, uh, quite concerning, which is funny because I thought he did look okay when he on the debut game against Motherwell. Um, but yeah, really not impressed with what I've seen over the last three. That's that's my view. What, what do you think? Uh, I'd give him a wee bit more time, um, <clears throat> but uh, he's not been—he's not blown anybody away, has he? Aye, um, yeah, same. I'd—I'd I'd, I'd want to give him a bit more time, but um, I'd realistically, I look at it and thinking we spent three hundred grand on him. Yeah, uh, we spent about the same on Makinev. I don't think there's really much. I would probably would have kept Makinev. Yeah, I totally um, agree. <laughs> Definitely would have kept Makinev. You know what? Let's hope he turns it round. But yeah, that does look like we spent a lot of money there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, on maybe, you know, especially seeing as we were penny pinching on Shankland. And then we just went, ah, fuck it. We'll so drop 300 grand on this guy. Miss <laughs> mm. big jobber from the Dutch second <laughs> it's, it's all a bit weird, but yeah, I, I want to give him a bit more time. I've been very hasty with other players, so mm. uh, fingers I mean, crossed. Yeah, I think once once Benny is back after the Battle Cup, oh. I don't think Keo is anywhere near. <laughs> oh, I'd be playing Benny and Devlin in centre mid there. Um, yeah, 
100%. I can't wait for till Benny's back, honestly. Uh, and, yeah. I know. Uh, what's your views on, on George Grant at this stage? He's material. He's either really good or non-existent. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd sort of go with that. He's, he's all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a funny one, eh? He's hit or miss. Um, although I've seen him play about 10 times now, I kind of still want to see him play a bit more <laughs> before making a decision. Aye. Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, Michael Smith. A lot of people are saying that he is finito. So <laughs> yeah, he, I, I work with a fan who never wants to see him in the squad again. So you are, did you say? No, I work with a Hearts fan who never oh. wants to see him in the squad again. <laughs> is that just based on the, the Atkinson volley? No, 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 no. This is based, based <laughs> on Rangers and Fiorentina. Right. Uh, that, that is pretty harsh. Um, but in this one, he pulled up injured again. Um, and then he, he couldn't slash shouldn't play on Astro at the weekend there against Kelly. Rested up because we'll need them for Florence. But he, he legitimately struggles to get 90 minutes now, which, which is fine. You know, neither could we. Um but in terms of like his actual ball playing ability, Michael Smith. Say that again, sorry, Paddy. Like difference between us and Michael Smith, though. Oh no, he's a professional athlete. We're, <laughs> we're sitting drinking, drinking Coca Cola, recording <laughs> our podcast. But, um, what, what do you think? How much a drop off do you think there's been over the last kind of twelve months, Alec? I it's it's. I think he's. I think. I th- the thing is, right. To be fair to him, I don't think he was ever coming into this season being the starting right back. No. All right. So he was probably sold on the whole. We'll play you when we need you, and he's went. Aye, fine. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, he he can barely play ninety minutes anymore. I still think he's fairly dependable, but if you're having to get taken off, we're having to sub him off. Then, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think we should be relying on him. As much, um, if we've decided that Natiaka is not good enough to play there, then I mean, you really have to sort of start looking at the recruitment again. Like, yeah, what's what's going on here? Michael Smith, I think, is a good player, but yeah, we shouldn't be relying on him starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's, it's a shame because he's a good player. He's been a good servant to Hearts, and I hope he can retire gracefully rather than getting ran in at the fucking ground here. <laughs> Impossibilized. <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like thinking back to like Stendhal times, but he re- he was genuinely our best player at one point, apart from Stephen Naismith. Yeah, and he, he was that good with the ball at his feet. Stendhal put up in centre mid. That's how much an important player he was, and you know that's over a period where we went and beat Hibs, the Easter Road, beat Rangers twice, and all that. He was the lost everybody he, else. Lost to everyone else. <laughs> Um, he was the, the key player for us and it, it was his stamina he was everywhere he, he played his heart out for, for the for the jersey um, and you can see it's just purely down to injuries now he's really struggling he's holding his position a hell of a lot more he's lost a lot of pace but if you but still if you get near him you know he's so experienced he's still getting a tackle in there he's still good with the ball at his feet you know he's still good on the ball um, but this 
most definitely has his last year at Hearts now. And like you say, I could just hope that Atkinson picks up a bit of form and Smith can kind of ro- rotate in and it's a, a kind of clean and nice departure. See, what really annoys me is I do think there's a player in Atkinson. I just mm-hmm. haven't sure that Robbie Nielsen's the manager to get that player out, which is really ironic given that Robbie Nielsen was also a right-back. But <laughs> That's very true. The he Nielsen, when I think Nielsen playing, he was very much like a flat back four. Yeah, he was. Like, you stay there, son, do the occasional overlap. And Stephen Presley just kept him right. Um, but it's all different now. Eh? He's, a, he's a wing back. I mean, think, uh, remember when he got absolutely annihilated by Ryan Kent at Ibrox in the 5 0 game? You know, and like every goal was coming down his channel. Like, yeah, he can be a very, very shaky defender, Atkinson. Um, but on his day, he can make superb tackles out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, incredible time inside and t- challenges. Um, looks like he's going to the World Cup as well, for all intents and purposes, as one of the two right backs for Australia. So, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's fine. We'll see what happens. I think Chris Wilder will get a tune out of him. <laughs> yeah, I would take that. I'll take Chris Wilder in a heartbeat, by the way. <coughs> um, right, at this point, we come on to talk about Craig Gordon. Now, we all love him. He's probably, he probably is the best keeper we'll ever see play for Hearts in our lifetimes. Right? However, <laughs> his passing accuracy in recent weeks. Um, as well as now even some mistakes we can, you know, that can happen but his passing accuracy has been so terrible I had to have a, a closer look um, so in the Fiorentina game his passing accuracy was 47.2% um, he made 25 long passes, so they were those by kicks or the kind of passbacks which ended up just hoofing up the park he made 25 of them and only 6 were successful so think a minute. I think that's uh, 19 times we've lost possession, you know, just because, genuinely, because you can't play at the back. So I want, I thought, how best to put this into perspective? I had a look, so what I did, I had a look at that big huddy goalie for RFS and his stats when they got their 1 1 draw against Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 65.4% successful um, passing, completing 13 out of 22 long bangers. So I think at this level, a goalie with good feet is vital. And I think it really stood out against Fiorentina. I actually felt like they were laughing. Like the Fiorentina players were almost laughing about it at one point because they just stopped trying to, they just stopped bothering. Preston, they just let them kick the ball back to them. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm putting out there. I fucking hate this passing it to the defenders to pass it back to then lump it up the pitch. I don't see the point in it. We're not good at it. We don't have a target man. So who the fuck are we kicking it up the pitch to? Ginelli. It's just uh, putting the ball on Janelli's heat to flick on at Lauren Shanklin. It's it's never gonna work, right? It's just, <laughs> it's just not gonna work. Um, I can see that. And I've played football manager a couple of times. I'm not that. So surely Robbie <laughs> Nielsen can can see that this isn't working. And surely, and we'll, again, we'll talk about it in the Kilmarnock game, but it, 
fucks us up as well. We we don't have the players to be playing out for the back like Liverpool and Barcelona and things like that, which I, Robbie Nielsen seems to think we are good enough. We're not. We've got three left-backs playing in defence at the moment. Let's just do the simple things easily and then we'll we'll move on to the more difficult aspects of football after that. Yeah. And, yeah. and as you put, Craig Gordon's feet are fucking terrible, so why are we doing it? It's, all, it's a vicious circle of shit. Hey, it's eat, sleep, rave, repeat of the same <laughs> old shit. Right. Just that, exactly that. I just didn't understand what Nielsen's plan was there. I mean, because we, we were intentionally playing long balls, but with no, it's not like Humphreys was up there keying them on. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just bizarre. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on in this vein, regarding Craig Gordon, Hammy, you've got a special kickback on the same topic. So over to you. <laughs> Away and don't talk a lot of shame. Yes, even after three defeats, nobody is safe once again. And uh, I zoned in on Craig Gordon because I feel like it has been bubbling away a, a little bit. It's not as harsh as probably Andy Halliday would get it because everyone hates Andy Halliday. But um, I'll put I'll put a question to you at the end as well from the general theme of what people were saying. Somebody says distribution was brutal tonight. Still saved us a couple of times though, which is fair because he still he still seems to bring out amazing saves, but then kicks it straight fans. straight into the wheat field a few <laughs> times. But he's he's good at shot stopping. Um, thought Gordon could have done better for the first goal last night. So this was uh, a Fiorentina game. Um, and that he's looked a bit slow these last couple of games. Hopefully just a wee plip. But I'd be fine if he had a rest and Xander played on Sunday. And Alan says his inability to kick a ball and reticence to come out for crosses is starting to cause issues. Um, how many times does this have to keep happening? Somebody else says, give the guy a rest to be with his newborn baby. He's lacking sleep, so won't be alert as normal. Another mm. mistake today costing a goal. Um, I would say he's not seen the goals, but he has been far from his best the last few games. But he has been phenomenal, phenomenal before that. He isn't getting any younger. He has played a lot of games for us and Scotland, and as a new dad, I was surprised we didn't rest, not drop him today, especially now we have Xander Clark. Um, Craig Gordon is now struggling with the basics. It's rife throughout the team just now. And I would say, can I start by saying Craig Gordon is still a superstar in my book? But there are certain games when Clark is fit that you take Craig out. Keep him rested and fresh. Still the number one keeper, but do you give Clark game time? Um, and another one says, look, he's our best player, and but he's not in good form this season. He couldn't keep playing like last year, if we're being honest. Xander Clark should get the nod soon. So you see the general theme here. <laughs> That's nuts, eh? Folk aren't actually calling for Craig Gordon to be dropped. Yeah. Uh, uh, they specify it's not dropping him, it's resting him. <laughs> I don't really see the difference. He's getting dropped. It's a, bit like telling, it's a bit like telling your granny they're going in a nursing home, but eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's still your house. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, there is a lot of people wanting Xander Clark to play. And listen, we're we're going on Xander Clark St Johnston form for what two years ago when they won the cup double or last year. Um, <laughs> like I think we're putting a lot of faith in Xander Clark being able to just jump into the team. Um, and I don't think Gordon's done yet. Um, no, I think he's he's thirty nine year old. He's obviously he's losing a bit, but I don't, I don't think he can really. Other than the Kelly game, we, I don't think there's any of the goals that we could really blame him for. Um, he had the the kick out against St Johnston, which led to a goal earlier on in the season. But listen, if he's going to make two or three mistakes a season, I can live with that. Um, he's saving us points pretty much. Well, maybe not as much this season, but in general, he is saving us. I think last year, if we didn't have Craig Gordon and goals, we would have been fucked. And to the start of the season, he saved our bacon a lot. So give him a break. Yeah. It's interesting, but eh, like, I've just reeled off a bunch of a bunch of stats about how bad his passing is. Um, but you've got to weigh up. What's more important? That Craig Gordon has, has saved us so has saved us. Literally, so many points over the years just because he's Craig Gordon. But you've got to wonder if Nielsen does go um, by the end of October, we pray, um, and say a, a manager comes in who wants to play football a certain style and he sees Xander, Xander Clark's range of passing. Do wonder. Do wonder. Take I... a brave man, because anyone that came in would know how much of a, a legend... A legend Craig is, and I'm sure he'd get rotated in for all cup games or something like that. Yeah. But I do wonder. A bit like um, Alan McGregor, I forgot his name there, at Rangers. He's yeah. now seems to be their first choice keeper again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not always necessarily a good thing dropping somebody who's maybe out of form a little bit, especially a goalkeeper. It's different if it's an outfield player, I, th- I think. But um, it's weird. I, th- I, th- I think you're right, though. If, if we want to persist with this sort of passing it out, which I don't think we should. Maybe Craig Gordon's not the, the keeper to do that with, but I think you should play with the players you've got. You've got Craig Gordon, so let's not put too much pressure on him to be passing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and it's the same at the other end of the pitch with Shankland. We're fucking launching balls up to Shankland up on his aim. And he's not that type of player. And we're, we're sitting here going, how Shanklin was scoring goals? Like, fucking, you need to play a different way. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I, I hate to say it, but we do we do miss Suter. Because think how much last season the ball would go out to Suter. He was just a total natural with the ball at his feet. Mm-hmm. You know, shimmy one way and he was past the attacker and then he had the midfield in front of him. And it was a simple ball through. You know, we, never, we never replaced that. And you're we right. Did, no. um, again, go back to the we've never replaced Boyce as well. He'd done a lot of that donkey work when the ball was shelled <laughs> up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Boyce, He's... world class at second balls. Nowhere <laughs> to be. Yeah. Um, I, my my theory on John Suter leaving was Toby Civic when he was signed. That was a big signing for us when he came in last January. We spent cash money um, on him as well, didn't we? <clears throat> yep. Our track record of cash money spends is not great. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to the the free market. (laughs) I think um, Sibic was to come in. He was getting rotated in with Suter. 
as the right-sided centre-back because he, he'll be good with the ball at his feet. He used to be a midfielder, etc. And then he just can't defend. Um, oh, he's a central midfielder being asked to play centre-back. Yeah, but you know that's not been a harsh decision. He said he wants to be a right-sided centre-back. He was playing there for Barnsley as well. You know that's not we've not tried to to force him into that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Subic's been a bad signing. I think he, I do think he deserves a second chance, a third chance. He probably is um, not on Thursday, but I think he deserves one soon. To be honest, he, he might get played on Thursday. We don't really have anybody else. There's a good chance he'll feature because I can't. Michael Smith's not going to last ninety minutes, so I'm positive we'll see Subic at some stage, if not starting now. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Right, one more game, and then we'll we'll look ahead. Um, at just at the weekend, there have we won yet? Absolutely not. Come on. <laughs> Um, I'll batter through some of the, the key moments. Um, lovely ball across the box early on from Shanklin to Barry Mackay, and he somehow skied oh, an open goal God, for six man. yards. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure out how he's missed that. A player of his quality. You'd be raging with one of your pals at five if they missed that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. It's a like, shocker. I don't know if Snodgrass has put him off, maybe. Let's not make excuses for it. That was awful. He should be burying that. Mackay's hmm. confidence seems to be have taken a knock recently. Eh? Something, thinking? something we've not mentioned, but Mackay's not look great. No. I, I don't know. It's it's um, oh. it's you know he's he's got a lot of credit in the bank. I would say a bit like Gordon, credit in the bank, but he's he's not been turning up for these big games. I would say. Maybe it's because he actually is a big jambo and he's not wanting that Rangers move in January. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hey, good for you, that'll do. Um, a little while later, the Kilmarnock keeper punched a ball away a clean yard outside of the 18-yard box. <laughs> <laughs> no, no booking. <laughs> Um, there was a good few chances at either end. Uh, Close-range header from Humphreys. Couldn't couldn't kind of get any direction on it. Went straight at the keeper. And Alan Power went close up the other end. It was blocked by Cochran. Um, Snodgrass pulled rank and took like a perfect placement free kick over Kingsley. What's he then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I'm pretty sure this is the second time this season that's happened. Not with Snodgrass, but another player's taken a prime Kingsley free kick away from him and not scored. Let's just, come on, like I said, get back to the basics. Kingsley takes free kicks. No arguments. I'm going to stick a fiver on Kingsley to score in Florence. <laughs> I think he's Great. just saving them up. He's going, now you take it. <laughs> so the video analysts don't pick up on them. And then, boom. <laughs> he sees the headlines the next day. <laughs> um, aye, that was weird um, Jordan Jones what a player cut above <laughs> the rest um, cut hearts apart most of the afternoon which I was not surprised about at all uh, he went close a curling effort from outside the box um, there was an incident where Cochrane had his hands on the back of uh, the commandant player Alston's shirt and Kelly were screaming for a penalty 
over it. But they can get to fuck. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it good one? Um, so half time, no, no. Uh, the weather turned and the goals started raining in. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, one no. Terrible man marking from Cochrane. So this was the same. It was Cochrane lost this man against the uh, Rangers as well. Was it or Fiorentina? Was it maybe even three in a row? He's probably one of them against Rangers as well. Aye, that's a good yeah. chance. I used to focus. Somebody give Alex Cochran some Ritalin or something. Eh? <laughs> Adderall, whatever it's called. Um, completely left his man for a free header. Like, I think aye, he just copied. I think was it Kingsley was next to, and he just went with Kingsley's man and Kingsley, and left the commander player to heed it and follow up for his goal. Um, right, 2-0, the Craig Gordon blunder. Hammy blaming Astro or anything? Or? Aye, well, because the thing is, it looks like he doesn't even get to the ball. He trips up before he gets to the ball. Um, mm. So, I mean, a bit of a mixture of bad feet and bad pitch. The pitch is terrible, but uh, mm-hmm. listen, at, this, at the same time, it's, it's Astro turf. He trains on Astro turf all week, I'm sure. So, yeah, you know, I think he just needs to be a bit smarter there. But again, it comes back to this playing about the back, Fanny and about, and Kyle Lafferty done what any good striker does. He chases the ball down and he gets lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you put pressure on players like that, they'll make mistakes. We saw it in the Fiorentina game. We mind when Alex Hawker and went on his mazy run for centre-back to chase down the keeper and it actually yeah, worked. Yeah. And then we never done it again. It's, it's the exact same. You know, they, they put a high press when we were trying to play it out for the back and we're going to make mistakes because we've not got the, the players to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Men to say that, actually. Biggest cheer of the night <laughs> when Cochrane pressed the keeper against oh, It was brilliant. <laughs> Must have been uh, mixed emotions for you with that Lafferty goal, Jarvie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, aye, Craig Gordon's feet, eh? Wouldn't like to see him do strictly come dancing. <laughs> Tony Adams, however, what a dancer. <laughs> um, Kilmarnock took off Jordan Jones and it all went Pete Tong. Of course it did. Um, 2 1, superb long ball from Snodgrass playing Humphreys through. What a finish. Uh, by the way. It was, just I mean, a, it was just a long ball up. I think he gets it from um, a defender and he just. Long ball right over the top. Humphrey's done a great sort of diagonal across run to the, the edge of the 18 yard box and manages to then take it past the goalkeeper who was flailing about. I don't know what he's doing. And uh, gets it in from quite a tight angle. It was a, it was a good finish, well taken finish. And, and Humphrey's is. Um, a player again, that I, I, want to, I want to wait again. He's, he's, he looked good so far, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I like like with Keo, I'm gonna give him a bit more time, but he he has he's impressed me against Rangers and and things, and obviously got his goal that he's he has like Paddy says he's worked hard, he puts all he does put a lot of effort in, and that and that's uh, making that good run in behind the Kelly defence really worked. Yeah, I I like him, I really like him. He's he's um very very different player to Ellis Sims. Finds himself a lot deeper, and he's dribbling with the ball a lot more. Aye. You know, Sims was more of a natural centre forward. He was always where it should be, but he's uh, he's kind of vital for what we need just now. Player yeah. coming deeper and driving up the park, but I like him. Um, but a good goal from a, a tight angle. A little while later, um, big red card shout. 
Shankland was through on goal. Um, Ash Taylor pulled his shirt back. That was a, a clear and obvious denying goal-scoring opportunity outside the box, which should have been a red. However, it was called offside, and Lauren Shankland was literally a clean yard onside. Fuck you, Scottish football. <laughs> we have been on the, the end of some terrible decisions lately as well. Not that that's any excuse or any reason that we've lost games, but some of the decisions have been fucking awful. Oh, I know. No, no. Um, and to, to finish us off, Nathaniel Atkinson, what a volley. And this is what I... we were talking about earlier. Moments of brilliance for, from him. That is then like ruined by the fact that he does gets rinsed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an absolute peach on his right foot. Took that on his left foot from what about twenty odd yards anyway. Yeah, sublime. D. Right, the season for us so far. Yeah, I'm just glad we had so many. He was he was forward. Usually we would. Uh, you'd leave the fullbacks back, but fair play. He's obviously done something in trading that's merited him hanging about the edge of the box and fair play. Yeah. That was that. Um, two all. When you score that late in a game, it feels like you kind of celebrate it for an equaliser, but really there's nothing. You can't celebrate going to Kilmarnock and getting a draw. And what I don't like, if you notice when Hearts win, like the, the Hearts social media team posts the same pattern of things like it'll be a picture of the goal scorer and an interview with him and this and that and they've treated this draw the same way with their usual format yeah it's embarrassing it's embarrassing <laughs> um, it's a terrible result yeah, we, we, we should be for where this club wants to be we should be pumping Kilmarnock mm-hmm. and not and I'm, I'm sorry but they they had numerous different chances to score goals in that game, way more than we did. They outplayed us for a lot of it. Yeah, they did. Just once we scored one, the, all the momentum was back with us. Yeah. But we should have been playing to that level for 90 minutes. We can week out as well. Yeah, exactly. Comes back to the motivations issue, I think. Um, there was a really good point made on um, I can't remember who made it on Sports Sound. It was actually after the Fiorentina game, saying, "You know, what's the point of getting into Europe if you're not going to do it every year? Like, how vital it is for us to finish third for consistency, because it means you can improve your squad every year." Um, I think just to start touching on Nielsen or Nielsen at this point, <laughs> basically. Um, we've got a, because we're looking ahead now. We've got a huge two games to focus on: Fiorentina on Thursday and Aberdeen on Sunday. Um, if these two results go the wrong way, and Thursday is humiliating, for example, there's going to be enormous pressure. Nielsen out everywhere. We're going to be there again, aren't we? Yes, you can already see it bubbling away. Um... And and I think it's merited as well. Is it five wins in nineteen games or twenty games? I think whatever way you cut that, it's five wins a season. I think it's about fifteen games we've played, two draws and the rest are losses. And I 
granted we've played some t- difficult teams, but I just don't think we've improved. Mm-hmm. And that's what it will hinge on. Whether we've improved, we've got some get players in, we've got more money in the bank, we've sold it for season tickets. The fans have done their bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless there is probably visible improvement, then he's always going to be, you know, I, I, I've i made my feelings clear on the start. I don't think he's the manager that takes us forward. No, I don't. I'm not going. I'm, I'm not asking for him to get sacked at the moment. I think he's not done. I think he's not there yet. But Fiorentina, Aberdeen, Celtic. Then of course Celtic after that as well. Yeah, you've got Ross County at the end of the month away. There's some. Mm-hmm. Like I've said before October is a rough month. Yeah, um, Adam Fess at home as well is in there. Yeah, so I could be. <laughs> could be. Rough month at the end of the month. Um, I think before we we do anything, whether it ever came to the point where he was getting sacked or whatever, I really think we should take it up to the World Cup. You've got a break there. We can reassess then how we are, where we are in the league, um, and how far away we may or may not be from third, which has to be the target. Well, I I can't see us getting out of this group in Europe. I would like yeah. us to put in a bit of a fight, and if we if, if and the world aligns and we win on Thursday um, mm. we are actually in with a pretty good shout especially if we can take RFS at home but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah let's go up to the World Cup and let's reassess where we are and we've got the transfer market you know what I mean getting getting somebody and a new manager in during the season is always a bit of a a nightmare as well so mm-hmm. but it will be I, I can see us end of October there being a lot of disharmony I hope I'm wrong. Of course, it's Steve Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone but Steve Bruce. <laughs> Paddy Hammy's off of you. Almost regardless, Hammy, you're saying hang on till the World Cup, that kind of break. What, what about yourself, Paddy? Are you more of a no time like the present man? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've voiced my opinion on this before, but... I think you probably do give them to the end, well, see where we are at the end of October, which is pretty much to the World Cup anyway. Because if mm. we lose all these next games until the end of October, I don't really know how his position, you can keep him, to be honest. Because um, mm-hmm. where are we now? Sixth on the table? Fifth. Fifth. We're only three points off third. Um so it's it's not obviously not horrendous, but how many points down the way, Hammy? What's three points the other way? Uh, so you've got Kelly and Ross County on eight points, six points away for them, and Dundee United are five points right at the bottom. So nine so points away from table. It is, yeah, yeah. So like I saying, three points off third doesn't really mean much when all those players are only separated by twelve points. Yeah. <laughs> Two ugly steps from Glasgow in this league, it'd be the most competitive league in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the championship table, the Scottish championship table is like every year. Like there's about four points between second and eleventh. It's nuts. Um I I think it's a huge week. I think um if we go to Fiorentina, sit back have one shot and it's off target and get beat 4-0, folk are going to be fuming. 
right me myself included absolutely fuming that we've just done nothing again um we've got Aberdeen on Sunday who just got pumped 4-0 or Dundee United you know what they say ridiculous result need so, a bounce back game hi <laughs> <laughs> um but you know because that's happened there's an expectation that we're going to Pataudry and we're getting a result but fuck it it's we that as a talk about places it's been difficult for hearts to go I don't have it in front of me but I feel like I don't have many memories in my, my lifetime of us going up there and getting a result but that's the pressure and that's the expectations that we're on that this season um, yeah I, yeah, I, I am worried that they're going to absolutely spank us on Sunday I'm not going to lie to you if that happens there'll be there'll be um, there'll be bed sheets <laughs> Genuinely, there'll be bed sheets outside the club shop on Monday morning. It's that close to being at that level now. Um, well, listen, time's ticking on, and we need to get three heart stops chucked in a rucksack to go to Florence. So let's uh, move on to buy or sell and wrap this up, shall we? Yes, I have buy or sell tonight, don't I? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just reading uh, that I think it's Willie Hills have got hearts as 20 to 1 on Thursday. 20 to 1. <laughs> Chuck a um, tenner on it. Bear in mind, we were 7 to 1 uh, last Thursday. Well. But anyway, so it's probably been a while. Actually, this is going back to the Rangers game, isn't it? So I'll quickly run through the what we had. I wasn't on this one, so I bought everything. So mm-hmm. Cameron, though, and Paddy. And Simon, we were all in a buy-in bit. Um, so the first one was Shankland or Forrest to score in three straight games. That did not happen because we can't score against big teams. Um, Hearts to finish Saturday in second. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Keogh to start again. He did start. And over 1.5 bald linos. Um, Cameron says I. I can't remember. He fucking makes up. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like there was a lot of hair. There was none. <laughs> he just wanted a point. Lies. Um, anyway, so Simon on got two, Jarvie one, Paddy two, myself two, Cameron two, and Twitter and Instagram with three for um that one so we'll go and we'll have a look at what he has put for this week um <laughs> wow it's uh, very negative so uh, hearts to lose by less than 2.5 goals <laughs> i'm selling that they played about with us although they are getting beat right now 2-0 with lazio so oh, he'll be done so again, what a great time to play Hearts. To be fair, <laughs> uh, Lazio have won their previous two games by four goals, goals to nil, so they have got goals in them. Anyway, I, they're playing Hearts, so they're going to pump us about 10 nil. Yeah. <laughs> so you're buying that, Paddy? Hearts to lose, but actually, you can sell that. Yeah, I've sold that. We're going to lose it. by a lot more than 2.5. Yeah, I, I'm definitely selling that as well, unfortunately. Yeah, sadly, I can't see. I thought, I'd, I'll be honest with you, on Thursday there, I thought it was going to be three or four mil, and I don't see it being any different this time. So, 
Um, right, so Cameron and Simon are very confident we're going to lose by only one or two goals. Well done, guys. Uh, the next one, nice and simple, hearts to score. So I'm also selling that. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. Fuck it. You it would be amazing. That. It would be amazing if we did. Imagine the absolute bounce. Imagine having the red garter. <laughs> gambles packed in like sardines. Kingsley free kick for thirty-five yards. It could happen. I'm going to sell them <laughs> again. Simon and, and Cameron, very positive. Fair point to them. Um, hard <laughs> to finish the game with eleven players on the pitch. <laughs> I'll buy that one. I'll buy it. I'm going to buy that as well. Um, I don't think we wouldn't make it three. No, no, we never got somebody sent off with Kelly. So. Three and four. four. <laughs> okay, all my across the shop. Now this one, this one's a toughie. Uh, the podcast all to return home in one piece. Well, <laughs> well, not a chance. There's a lot of previous. <laughs> go by here. So I am also going to sell that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I seen. I don't want to name names, but I did see one of the podcast members in a pub on Saturday asleep sitting up. So <laughs> just for now, there. I've seen both of you in that state previously as well. <laughs> I literally battered myself after the Scottish Cup final. So <laughs> run away now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll quickly go through the totals going from worst. To best, Jarvie, you're in the bottom on 17. Simon Paddy on 19. Cameron on 20. Myself on 21. Instagram on 22. And Twitter on 23. So still very tight. No, it's, it's tight. A bit as tight as the Premiership table. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Well, thank you, Hammy, and thank you, Paddy. That's all we have time for today. So join us next time to hear all about our Florence Jollies. And indeed, if we did all make it back in one piece, um, we'll be looking back at that game as well as Aberdeen away. And by that point, ahead to Celtic at Tynecastle. It's going to be it's a big, big podcast, that, Ian. Aye, it's going to be, could be a good one, I think. <laughs> yeah. angry one. A big angry one. Big serious intro. Right <laughs> How much longer can he survive? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast and play along with buy or sell. Uh, And don't forget to leave a generous star rating on uh, Apple or Spotify uh, or whatever else you're listening on. Uh, So until next time, come on the hearts of Midlothian. We'll see you again soon. (laughs) 